0: Trying to get a lot of dough. Anything is possible. Turn me up in the headphone. Yeah. Trying to get a lot of dough and dirt through water obstacles. Cause anything is possible. Yeah. Oh man, I got a lot of gold. Stack that bread and vomit my nose. Anything is possible. Trying to get a lot of dough and dough. Yeah.
1: I'm back. Season three underway. Season three. We're starting season three, episode one. Calling it a new season. It is a new season. That 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 is a triple dipple ripple entendre. Triple dipple ripple flipple cripple dipple flipple. I uh, was in the car with my grandpa. I was in Chicago last week. I was in the car with my grandpa. If I've if I've described it before, so my both neither of my grandfathers are biological grandpa. But one is by marriage; he's my, you know, step grandpa. But my grandpa, Um, I talked about him episode one, and then my other grandfather, who no blood or marriage relation, we call him Mister Wallace uh, because that's his name, and and he's been in my life, you know, my entire life. So that's grandpa, right? So we're in the car the other day going to. Drop some things off at the Goodwill for my grandmother um, to clear out her car. My grandma, she's funny. We had a great time this past week. Uh, so, yeah, going to drop some stuff off at the Goodwill. And the name game, I believe is the name of the song, came on on the way back. They're like, Shirley, Burley, Federally, hand up a band of a... Do you know that song? I don't know how it actually goes. And I was like, it's actually a very annoying song, but it's also extremely catchy, right? Hannah, a vantage and Shirley, darily Burley. I take your name and take the letter off, and no matter I make it rhyme, Michael, 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 whatever. So that's where I just got that from. Um, what the hell was I even talking about? <laughs> I will, you know, how I, I just I'll start anyway. A new season. Ah, yes, the triple dip on That's where I'm on. Yeah, that was in my. I was thinking, Diddly Diddly, who believe you know who? Oh, uh, yeah, I was gonna intro, Diddly Diddly, do. You know who? I'm just rhyming. I got rhymes in my head. If you, I think it's in uh, That's a Raven. I'm a poet, no, it's episode of uh, Sweet Life is I and Cody. I'm a poet and I didn't even know it. I say that quite often. Cause I actually am, speaking of poets. So yeah, I was in Chicago this past week. Great, great, great time. Um, we had our family reunion is a, you know, interesting word, but I mean, it was a second iteration of the branches of Braddock. This was back to the basics. <laughs> Excuse me, allergies are still doing what they do, so bear with me. But yes, a great week we had, a great weekend was had, a great week was had, the family was pretty much together for the entire week, I saw everybody. Uh, Friday I had to get my little self recharge and I decided to take a walk around the city of Chicago downtown, of course. My mother made sure to make that distinction when I told her that I got about nine miles in on Friday, and she says. Downtown, right? Of course, mother, of course if here's the funny thing only downtown because while chicago is an extremely walkable city that is only downtown walking is the people on on the south side you know on the inner city are forced to walk because they don't have cars you know we have good public transport but but those cities major highways run through the damn ryan is right there right so it's like there is no really um you know walking Similarly, even, it's funny living in Denton where you notice because of how 35 separates all of Texas, it's just not walkable in general. But even this area is relatively more walkable or just as walkable as where I grew up. And this is suburbia, right? Interesting to think about you. That's not you know how it's supposed to be. Um, and it's, I, I hadn't said the word suburbia until recently. And it's funny that that word was juxtap- juxtaposed, excuse me, at, um, you know, upon my return to, to DFW, to Den specifically, because I said when I got here, and it's funny because only one time before I felt this way, but even this feeling was different. When I went to New York in 2021, yeah, 2021, to visit Long Island University when I planned on and was expecting, that expectation word, there it goes again, I was expecting to transfer to LIU, Brooklyn. Long story short, didn't occur, right? Obviously, and I remember leaving New York, and when I got back here, my mother picked me up from my mom and I, excuse me at the time stepdad picked me up from the airport. I remember them asking, uh, "I'm worried about something." No, that's fine. I remember them asking, or yeah, my mom asked you, like, "Does it feel like you left home?" I thought she meant, and it was, I guess, maybe because it was the first time in a while. That I traveled alone? I'm not sure. So I will, it was, Even when we talked about it recently, she was like, it's odd that she asked that question in that way. And she said, she was like, maybe she realized that she maybe meant New York and we just kind of got wires crossed, whatever. But I thought she meant, yeah, did it feel like I left New York and came back here as New York being home? And she said, or no, I think what we clarified was maybe she meant, do I feel like I left home as far as dinner, like, this is no longer home, getting back there. So yes, we meant the same thing, different sides kind of, but long story short, right? She asked that and I said, yes. I'm thinking she means, does it feel like I left home as in leaving New York, leaving Brooklyn? I was like, yes, that felt like I left home. It felt like home immediately. Leaving there didn't feel right. Coming back here, at least didn't feel right. Normally when, you go, when I go places, and I think most of us are like this, even if we aren't necessarily like the biggest, you know, we can complain all we want about our homes, but when we go on vacation, when we go somewhere, even vacation or not, even if we have a great time where we're at, all more we're oftentimes looking we're like yeah i can't wait i'm i am ready to be home back in my you know back in my space backward and there were levels of that in some ways but that was it wasn't even about it being here it was that i recognized oh man i love being here so much that i would love to have my own space to go back to after all of this i would love for this to be the normal and be able to say okay well afterward i'm going back to my crib to go poop real quick and then I, i'll meet y'all after but i'm gonna go home and poop rather than you know what i mean it's that the the simple the simple things the creature comforts that you that you miss less than the space. But normally when you get home, there's relief. There's like ah home. I didn't feel that this time, and that was the first time in a long time I didn't feel. And it's funny because the last time, so the last two times, I've been out of the you know out out of the town, out of the town, out of town three times since this year started. Right, started the year in Punta Cana, uh, and then went to Chicago in March, and now I've been back now in July. Yeah, in July. Coming back from, from the Dominican Republic, that truly in general just, I didn't want to come, you know, I didn't want to come back. I didn't want to leave there. That was a little different. But even still, the refreshing, the, the state of mind that I entered, especially coming from the position of life that I had just left, I say position of life, not saying that I didn't come back to the same position. I left a state of, you know, and I, I ta- I've been talking about the sta- this state of being thing a lot recently. I've been saying state of being. Right. I think state of being is twofold. State of being can be emotional. It can be, um, you know, a a mind thing, a mental state. But it can also be a physical place, time and place, especially as you if you are someone like myself, who does not necessarily exist within time or nor space. You just kind of float. Right. So and then it's and let me look this up, because Chris said this word recently, and I believe I know what it's what it's talking about. Let's see. Give me a second. And maybe I'm maybe I'm making some. So, okay, yeah, I guess maybe I'm in some sense making something up. He said the word, the phrase canon event recently. And it made it, I mean, what the meaning of it made sense. And obviously, you know, context and what we were talking about, that made it make sense. But I guess it's a TikTok thing. So this says on TikTok, canon events have uh, evolved evolved to encompass any pivotal life moment, whether it be good, bad, humiliating, or just something major that happened. It also refers to a phase of life that someone inevitably has to go through as a rite of passage. Right, so canon events. That's what I thought. So that simple fact of, I, I see canon events as the marking of time. And that's really, that's really where that, you know, and that's how we're able to mark that rite of passage thing. That's how we're able to say age. That's how, and I, I said it recently, I'm like, it's funny where all of our, my, my generation, and that's why I think the, my last, well, what was going to be episode one, the last of a dying breed, kind of this lost generation concept of my group, my, the coming the turn of the century babies being a separate entity within this world, within the generation, within this space, right? Because all of our coming of age stories involve major world events, major moments in our lives, and so there's all these different points where our canon events, our ma- major memory that would be marked by points in time, are marked by major world events that we have emotional, uh, you know, whatever different ties to. Many of these these traumatic, oftentimes ties to right specifically me being in that <clears throat> fresh off of 22 in my okay i'm gonna go launch my first business phase not knowing what the hell i'm doing right not knowing what i'm doing okay and but then i say not know what i'm doing but knowing i don't there, there's a thing they say not knowing what you know you, you know don't uh you don't know what you don't know that makes you know you, you're you're no-eyed you're in it you're going in it and you're like forget it man i'm just about to run my head through a wall or run through, until I hit my head on the wall and then see if I can run through it. And if I can't, then I'm gonna find my way around over where what will happen. But I'm gonna try to run through my head first, right? What happened, I think, is there's a difference between knowing, I mean, not knowing what you don't know and knowing that you don't know what you don't know, or knowing that you don't know something, like all these things. When you're able, because one, it paralyzes you in the in, in the jump be, and then you go into it with this this sense of doubt, the sense of insecurity, in, uh, inferiority, inability, right, which causes inaction. And two, you go into it, I think, you either have, or the over-preparation, right? They say, were well, you over-preparing? you freeze as well. I think that'll happen because you're trying so hard to make sure that you know because you knew that you don't know and you, you missed the moment, or because you've already got the mentality of, I'm going to run my head through a wall regardless So you say, forget it, I'll figure it out as I go, which isn't a bad formula except for the fact that one of the two is gonna happen anyway and at that point you've already missed the chance to prepare. There's something about going full speed and attempting to stop right before you hit something. So I think what people forget about the thing about speeding, the the reason speeding is bad, isn't necessarily because of the speeding, nor that you may not be able to break in time. It's if you are speeding, and maybe don't recognize that something, or if you're under the influence and you don't see it fast enough. Even if you try to break in time, if you're going so fast, you're gonna, there's gonna be a collision regardless. You're now you can minimize it, depending on your awareness and recognition. But when you're fresh, you're new, you're young, imagine being a, a drunk 16 year old speeding. So think, you know, you're thinking about a rookie in that sense. So that a whole concept of you're going, or, or you put a rookie out there on a, on a NASCAR track, and have him go and he's thinking he's going and poof, he comes up on a, on a wreck. He doesn't, he doesn't see it. He doesn't have the wherewithal, the awareness, the, the maneuverability yet to, you know, get around anything or to, to really impact it himself. The best he can do is hope that his brakes can, can, you know, pull back some, but you still hit that wall. And that's funny because that also came up in conversation with Chris is that Truman, that Truman idea. The thing about hitting the wall is you have a lot of people who will hit the wall and that's where they stop. They hit that wall and they think that's it. They have no clue that just over that wall is the rest of the world. You just got to find your way around over through the wall. However, I don't, however you get there, I cannot, you know, I can't dictate it. Nobody can tell you how to get there. And that's the game we've got to remind each other to stop playing. Is trying to tell each other and then looking for someone to tell us how to get there. You got to figure that out. But once you make the decision to do so, everything flips. Because And this is where I talk about the problem and solution oriented individuals, because once you make the decision to do so, you start looking at it from a completely different perspective. It's no longer, oh, no, there is a wall here. It's now because it, it, here, and here, here's why you're able to, because all you can see is there no longer being a wall there. You know, in reality, that there is still a wall. But the only thing that you can see in your mind is that there is no longer a wall there. So now your brain is wiring itself to do everything it can to create the real, because it knows that in the physical, it something has to change to match the mental, the manifestation, what you have, the dream. Something has to change. So your mind is bringing everybody that's creativity that's the intelligence of creativity at its finest it's trying every, pos- every possible variation it's ab testing excuse me my neck i need to go see a chiropractor it's trying every possible combination and variation to get something to it's when you go it, it's the thing okay bomb you know the bomb text when they got they got to cut the the precise wire you got to get one wire or everything blows that's not this game this is not the game of um What do you call it? Operation where you and you're out. Nope, This is that's not how this one works. Nope, no, 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 no. This one says, as I keep telling everybody, as long as you play it, got a chance at winning it. Once you stop playing, you've lost, okay? Not only that, the longer you play, the higher your chances of winning go. The greater your chances of winning, the greater your chances of changing the rules. Once you change the rules, you can make it so that anybody who comes after you either no longer has to play the game, gets to play the game in a different way, in a different way, you now control the board, or you get to build your own game entirely new. That's the, the, the new season, right? The new season, the 19 Keys opens every highlight. He has a clip where the highest level is ownership. And I keep hearing that in my head. The highest level is ownership. Keep hearing Kevin Hart. Ownership is my hobby now. And and I'm generational wealth, that's the key. My parents didn't have, so that ship started with me. And I, I hear, you know, people that I admire and that I've looked at for the, over the past year as like, yo, they got the keys. Interesting. Give me a second, I may have to mute this. Okay, had to pause for a second. My sister called, my sister calls, I answer. Anywho, I'm not necessarily sure exactly where we're at, but that's fine, continue forward. It's funny. She called to ask about a song, right? Um, she said she knew I help could help her find it. If you know me, my mental Serato is deep. I get ooh, ooh. Oh, excuse me. I'm eating a cookie. Gluten and vegan, gluten free and vegan. Health as well. Excuse me. If you can hear me munching, this is it. it's very good. Hmm. Okay. Damn, that's a good cookie. So she called to ask me about a song, "Out of Time," Bryson Tiller and Drake. So. Even, it's funny that that's the song she was asking about. Excuse me. The chorus goes, I don't know why I still play into your palm, even though I know what you want. Been the, you're twisted off you so long. when um, you can't fix this, we're out of time. It's funny hearing that because that feels like the message, right? A lot of people are out of time. We got a lot of people. A new season. I don't know why. I can't fix it. We're out of time. God has done a lot of people. Can't fix it. You're out of time. Too late. I got, I got sons and daughters that need to eat. I tried to feed y'all. You got greedy. So, my children must eat. I can't take food off their plate. I made promises. Somebody, I, heard, I heard somebody say, I think it was Dion coach prime i believe it was him that was saying excuse me you do you think god going to let you fail now i made a promise to your grandmama. like like god god cuz and what i recognize him the more i i, I, I you know read the or you know get scripture get word get other people's testimony and i hear there's this thing about the way that god works that says god blesses those that bless him god blesses those that praise him god blesses those that work god blesses the blessed the more you spend that time building that and cultivating that relationship with the god of your belief the god of your understanding the god of your faith and spirit I think the more that God gets to know and understand you, because they say God wants to get to know you while God is all knowing and knows us all better than we know ourselves. And you wonder how those two make sense. My mother knows me better than, than, than I know myself. So does my grandmother. And yet they have had to meet me again in this for this new season. They have had to meet the individual that I've grown up to be because while they have known me my entire life and I have known them since I came out of the womb, even before I knew their voices, before I saw a touch of grass, I had to take my own path over the way. For the past 22 years, I've had to take my own journey. I've had to call what my grandmother loves an adventure. It's the journey. It's the getting there where I can sing a little bit. Not kidding. I might cut that if it's not too bad. Well me and me and her, that's my song. My mom's up there. And she was like, that must you must love that song. I was like, she did a very good job. <laughs> right? So my point is there, there's this two roads diverged in a wood. I think where we I took the one less traveled on is the one that that, that diverts away from And and here's, there's nothing wrong with taking the one that goes through Christ the entire way, because both are within the same body. Both are going through God. It's that one is, it has its curves. One is pretty much, they call it the straight and narrow for a reason. It's straight, but it's narrow, not much room to stray, but also it's not very scenic. You don't see a whole lot of what you do see is the same along the way. You start to get curious. And that's why those individuals often tend to be who they become later on in life. And then you have the people like myself who the world, the road that's traveled on, it makes all the difference. And you're not the I haven't been the same since. People, I I think we talked about it before. How how you know there is different context, there's different takeaways from that poem. And there's the, and it does have some negatives. But I look at it I, it's all in perspective. And gosh, I only see the positive and the gratitude in it. And I'm grateful to have taken the path I took, because it gave me so many. less. The test made the testimony. And I didn't pass all the tests with flying colors. I'm not going to pretend I did. But because I took them, they were pass fails. They were participation credits, some of them. not all, And that's, I think that's the thing that so many people get lost in. They see the tests and the trials ahead of them, and they think that they're, they're letter grades. They think they're number grades, and I don't test well. You don't know that sometimes God works on a pass fail system. The same way we had a pandemic, and our universities recognized, hmm, maybe we've got to give these students some grace. Now, they maybe didn't give all that they should or could have, but we've got to give these students some grace. So they allowed us to pass fail all of them, all, if most, if not all of our classes. God recognizes when you're coming through a, tri- through a time, a, a particularly tumultuous time a time of Woo, that was one of them I mean, we we say often his toughest soldiers are we joke we make jokes out of it because you got to laugh now cry later you got to make jokes to keep from to keep from crying and you say god i know i know look i know i'm a tough soldier i asked for this for some battles but these battles i didn't know they was going you said no weapon formed and it looked like it's prospering We joke about that sometimes, but it's like, we know at the end of the day, you did not give me a spirit of fear. And in that says, I'm going to be all right. That's showbiz, baby. Every time you say that's showbiz, baby, an angel gets his wings. Think about it that way. Every time you dust off a situation that that was meant to make you stronger, every time you stand Tall in the face of a situation that that or the that the devil that the enemy sent to to break you down, and God is having you stand tall in the face of adversity, and Andrew gets its wings. Think about it that way every time you look at the song vital by Drake where and I'm not sure who whose pastor it is but Look over your shoulder, and not 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 looking back like you know, not to turn into a pillar of salt, but to look back and say, it's not about where I've what I've been through; it's about where I'm going. But in order to understand and appreciate where I'm going, I have to look back and understand and appreciate where I've been. And once you do the perspective, because that too, I think you either you either look at it as for for the gracious, you know, gracious side of it. you look at it and say, I don't want anything to do with that." But either way, you take lessons from it and you allow yourself to build the next stepping stones upon that, right? Because what I'm able to do now is look back and say, okay, I don't want that, 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 but oh my goodness, all of that. I need that. Beautiful. appreciative. I need that. Thank you. I'm glad I had that. I'm glad they did that. Oh, I see why they did that now. Oh, makes sense. Get it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Good. And then the things that I say, yo, that didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. And then you ask questions about it. And then the people that, that because what I'm noticing, they talk about the, the way that, you know, you can have the effect on generations to come. It has not a damn thing to do with money. The money will come. We're going to be all right. But it has nothing to do with the money. It's about the fact that me asking questions about myself and about my family and about where I come from forces sometimes, but it encourages the people around me to do the same. Because if I ask you a question that you don't have the answer to, I'm either gonna go find it myself or you're gonna go find it and bring it back to me, but we're gonna get the answer. And maybe that'll make you more curious. Or now you know it. And I'm not stopping there. So whether you learn vicariously and feed off of me, or you learn alongside me as I do it as well, or you know, or you guide me in it. Either way, we're going to grow and we're going to learn. And you're not gonna that's why there's nobody around me that has a choice to stay stagnant. And if you do, you won't be around me. That's how you keep that. That's the mowing of the grass. I think people think mowing grass is you wait till it gets super tall. No, you keep that thing clean, Woo! you don't have to worry as much. But you also have to be willing to mow your own grass. You have to know when your grass is just fine, where it's at, as to not cut it too short. And you have to have a routine and a schedule and a habit of pruning and keeping it healthy and keeping it clean and not letting people walk all over it. Why do you think Stanley didn't want all them kids on his lawn? You don't stay off my lawn. Why do you think Stanley didn't want them kids on his lawn? Because Stanley knew you trample. If, if I let you trample on my grass, everybody think they can trample on my grass. Then, then you can trample on me. So you build up your grass. You build up. You make sure your grass is healthy. You make sure your lawn is healthy. And where it needs to be a manicured and taken care of. Because when it looks good, you look good. Who don't like looking good? Am I right? I want to go on to, to the new season aspect of it. Go back to the out of time. What I, what I feel happening in the, in the air is this, and, and we keep talking about the grand transfer of wealth. I don't know. I don't have the specifics. I'm not supposed to. What I do have is faith and a, a trust in Excuse me. what God puts upon me. And I do know that for the past year, at least, but the past year specifically, there have been messages and and signals and signs that just say, change gonna come, right? This is not sustainable. The bubble is going to burst. And when it does, those that are prepared, those that have sown seeds will reap the benefit. And you may ask me, Marcus, what what kind of seeds are we talking about? Well, for one, if you don't know what seeds we're talking about, I, I hate to tell you, it's a little too late to find out it's it's hard to teach somebody how to garden when they're standing in the middle of either a dead you know dead plot their dead grass they've already killed it off or something lush that they can't take care of it's hard to teach you on the go especially while i have my own to maintain now i can i can show you how i tend to mine and you can go and replicate you gotta pay attention you gotta listen you gotta understand where it's coming from it's coming from a place of i think of of you know offering is, is wrong, but I'm, i mean as far as it's coming from a place of this is not of me, right? This is not, you know, don't don't say Marcus taught me. Look, it's not that. Cause I didn't I Marcus didn't teach Marcus. My self-educated shrewd negotiation got the that's not self it's not self no, no no no. no. I saw took Dr. was like she said, you know, and this is where I got the, the part of the concept of the two divergent roads. Or not that I didn't get that, but of of that being a good connection. She was saying, you know, she always knew Christ. She always knew God by, you know, that by that name. But it always kind of made her feel odd. And it always, she always believed in a higher power of, of a grand source. And you know, in her growing up, in her coming of age phase, phase there was, you know, sense of separation. But as you grow to to know more of God, you grow to know more of yourself, and and similarly vice versa. That's the big game of it. Self educated. It's really just kind of a transmission of of thought and of you know behavior and of belief from one to the other. Hey, get rid of this. Hey, go learn this. So I don't know. I think I think this one big game of the first show be last and the last show be first. It's not a game, but when I say game, I mean as far as you know when you're playing. There there are games where it's like switch spaces with the you can be in the lead. The first like the person leading and the person in the end switch spaces. That's just off of lucky chance card. Feels like we're about to pull one of those, right? Read my notes. Yeah. So, I don't know. I said we weren't going to be here long today. I think we are right where we need to be. A new season. We are right where we need to be. Welcome to the beginning of the beginning. A new season. To the Marcus Hendricks show. We got a new logo. I'm going to try it out for a little bit. See how I like it. We may go back. I love my original, so we probably will go back to that if I'm, you know, we'll see. So, other than that... You know who it is, you know what it is, and you know how it goes down. I love y'all. I love y'all. I love y'all. God bless. Amen. Peace.
0: Trying to get a lot of dough. Anything is possible. Turn me up in the headphone. Yeah. Trying to get a lot of dough and dirt through water obstacles. Because anything is possible. Yeah. Oh man, I got a lot of goals. Stack that bread and by my nose. Anything is possible. Grind yeah. Yeah. to get a lot of dough and dirt through all the obstacles. Cause anything is possible. Hey. Hey. Oh man, I got a lot of goals. Stack that bread and by my nose. Anything is possible. Hey. Yeah. I grind to get a lot of dough and dirt through all the obstacles. Cause anything is possible. Yeah Oh man, I got a lot of gold Stack that bread and dominoes Anything is possible All I know is get paper All I do is shit major Bought a condo on the top floor in the building's a skyscraper Feeling like I'm Kobe LeBron for the Lakers Feeling like I'm Idris